Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the 1871 podcast. And our special guest for this episode is Reading Women's Defender, Lily Woodham. So, hi, Lily. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Hiya. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, you're very, you're very welcome. Re- really appreciate you uh, giving up some of your time to speak to us. So, um, before we speak to Lily, just a heads up for you that we've got Glenn Little coming on as a guest next week. Um, thanks to to Johnny for organising that one. Well, well done, Johnny. Um, so, our guests coming up over the next few days are as follows. Tomorrow, we've got former Reading defender Linvoy Primus as our guest. Then on Saturday former Reading midfielder, John Halls. And then on Tuesday evening, it's former Reading winger, Glenn Little. So looking forward to all of those. Um, And we'll we'll, uh, get straight into our chat with Lily now. So Lily, you've been at Reading since 2018. You've represented Wales in that time. uh, And you're, you're currently part of a Reading side that is obviously facing an uphill battle in trying to avoid relegation from the WSL. So um, two points behind Leicester, three points behind Spurs with two games to go. Do you still think Reading have got what it takes to to be able to stay up? Yeah, I think obviously looking back at certain performances, we haven't done as as well as we probably could have this season. Um, But look, you can't look back at that now and it's kind of, we've got two games left to really push ourselves. And yeah, I think you've always got to believe that we can stay up. I think everyone in the camp is kind of like, yeah, let's really push ourselves and kind of aim for it. And we've got a big game against the Spurs, as you've probably seen Kel say. Um, so, yeah, that for us is is huge. So, yeah, there's still belief there for sure. Oh, well, that, that's uh, good Good to hear that from, from yeah. yourself. And um, as you say, Spurs away on Saturday. Um, and obviously, if you beat them, you, you'll draw level on points, you know, if you win that game. And then your final game is is against Chelsea. Um, probably would have preferred to avoid, you know, oh, yeah. a, a team like like Chelsea in the last game. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but Le- Leicester have got West Ham on Sunday. Then they're away to Brighton a week on yeah. Saturday, and, and Spurs' final game is against West Ham. So 
Um, you know, it's been a been a tough season, and you, you've lost your, the last four games, in, including that defeat against Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, how, when, when you get into a run like that, how tough is it for the players to stay motivated? I think it's new for quite a lot of players within our team. We've kind of got a mix where people probably haven't been in this situation quite a lot. Um, we have a handful that probably have been, so it's a brand new challenge for everyone. And I think. Yeah, look, it's it's been really tough season, and it's it is really hard to go into training every week and kind of have the pressure and kind of try and stay as positive as you can. But that's what you play football for. It's it's a good pressure. It's it's kind of good nerves. It's a good challenge. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of keeping everyone as positive as you possibly can. We've got some some big characters that have done well to do that, and yeah, we just kind of got to see the rest of the season through now. And yeah, it's all to play for. So. All right, yeah. Johnny, I'd like to bring you in now, if that's all right. Yeah, hi, Lily. I was just talking about this season. So, you know, with the other clubs in the league, the big clubs with the big budgets, how hard is that for, you know, Reading, we've been, you know, done so well the last few seasons to stay in the, as, as one of the only men's championship teams to be in the Women's uh, Super League. How hard is it to compete when you see, you know, the Chelsea's and the, the Arsenal's, the budgets that they have compared to, to Reading? Yeah, I think... Yeah, you can kind of tell, can't you? It's, it's been it's been tough for us. We've done well to stay in the position that we have been considering. Obviously, where the men have been at, but yeah, I think we've always done well to work hard. We've always done well to try and compete with the teams in and around us. And look, we have taken points off bigger teams in the past. And yeah, it's it's really tough to kind of look at and you kind of look and yeah, budgets. Uh, it's a it's a big game now. It's it's only going upwards. So players are looking for bigger budgets and kind of. The signings you see other clubs make, um, we can't necessarily do that. Um, so it's just kind of looking around and trying to work on the things that and have an identity in terms of what can we do to kind of with the players and squad and budget we have, what can we achieve as as a club? Yeah. And, and you know, Kelly's been part of the club for a long time. How 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 much do you think of her, and what does she do for you as a team and as a squad? Yeah, she she always does the best for us. She's always kind of fighting for us, for us behind the scenes and kind of trying to get the best for us um, as a group. Um, yeah, so she's been pivotal and obviously Reading's rise to where we, where we are. Um, but yeah, she, it probably wouldn't be where it is without her. So yeah, she just kind of, yeah, fought for a lot for us, yeah. And over the last few years, you know, I used to watch you down at uh, Adams Park when, when you were, I guess, semi-professional. The change to full-time professionals, how is that for you as a player to improve and having, you know, just that focus? Uh, well, I remember signing my first contract and it was a dream come true. And obviously I still love every minute of this. It is my dream. You get to go out and play football all the time and that's that's kind of all you do. And yeah, it's just looking after yourself, making sure you're always ready to perform, which is tough. It takes a toll on kind of your body. Um, you obviously miss a lot of things in terms of outside of football. But yeah, I wouldn't change for the world. It's incredible. What's been your highest, the highlight so far for you as a player in your career? I think for me, the highlight's probably been uh, playing for my country and kind of when I got my debut um, for Wales. Yeah, I don't think I've yet been able to recreate how how happy I was with that. Um, And just improving every day, I think being a professional footballer is something I've always dreamed of doing. So, yeah, but I definitely think Wales debut tops it at the moment, yeah. Um, and Lily, I'd like to to ask you about the the link between the the men's 
team and, and the women's team, um, I, I think that it does seem like there's a, a lot more togetherness as a club now with the men's and the women's side. Um, what's that link like with the men now? And, you know, did the men's team um, getting relegated, has that affected the, the women's side at all? Uh, I wouldn't say it's affected us. I kind of think obviously we're at the same training ground and stuff now, which is really nice. Um, we can use the facilities um, that the men have, which obviously for us is is incredible. Um, it's an amazing place to be every day. Uh, yeah, it's obviously going for the men and we were obviously felt for them and it, it's a struggle going down. Relegation's a tough time. Um, and obviously with the six points that they lost without even playing it, again, it's it's just really tough for a player to kind of have to constantly fight and try and push the team. No one wants to go go down. So, yeah, it was tough, but we've just got to try and focus on ourselves because we've got to do the same thing um, next couple of weeks. And it was a good season for Reading last season. You, you finished eighth. What, what do you think has been the, the difference this season? Is it the other teams or is there something that hasn't quite gone as well for, for Reading? What what do you think has been the, the difference? Uh, I think... Last season, we had a, f- a form of winning eight games and or something in a row. And kind of when you do go through that winning stage, it, it feels like nothing can stop you. Um, everyone's so positive. Everyone's buzzing. There's no real. There's no nerves um, because you're kind of going into games thinking, yeah, we can, we can do this. We can take some from this. Um, so yeah, looking back at this season, obviously we haven't had great results, great performances. Um, we've put in some here and there, but when you get in that run and that rut of kind of gone. Oh, it's, it takes a negative toll. And I think, yeah, it's just been a really tough season for everyone involved. Um, and your five seasons at Reading have, have all been in the, the WSL. You, you probably don't want to talk about the consequences of, of relegation, mm. but what, you know, what, how, how would that have an impact on the club if, if that did happen? Um, and, and would you be confident that you could bounce straight back or you're just not thinking about that at the moment? Yeah, I think... It's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? There is obviously no one's hiding from the fact there is a possibility that we we could go down. We're obviously going to aim not to and aim to try and stay in this league. Um, but yeah, look, the championship is is a is a good league as well. There's it's kind of it won't be as easy as everyone kind of thinks to just bounce straight back up. Um, we'll still have to work hard. We'll still have to do everything we can to kind of compete with teams in that league as well. So yeah, no one's really thinking about it too much. But yeah. Fingers crossed we managed to kind of stay up, but yeah. All right. Well wish you wish you well with that. And and uh Johnny, do you want to come back in now? Yeah, Leo, um, you know, football women's football has just mm. gone through the roof for the last few years. And especially uh, you know, Reading being one of the first teams to use the men's stadium for a better word. How does how does it like for you playing there? I mean the crowds have been great this season, haven't they? Yeah, they've been incredible. I mean, the support we've had from the fans this season is is amazing and us as players, staff can't thank them enough. You hear them constantly at games. Um we've had record attendances and stuff. So that's been amazing to walk out to and yeah, we obviously are so thankful for that. Um it's a lot easier, I guess, for them to get is central Reading, isn't it? It's it's an amazing stadium, amazing pitch. So yeah, every time you go out at a home game it is it's an incredible feeling. I think that, that, and the fans really enjoy the interaction they get with you as well. And um, yeah. what do you think now like where do you think women's football and already hopefully part of this, but where do you think women's football is going to go now? I mean, it's just gone up and up. Yeah. Where's next? I I only think it can keep growing. I kind of think, obviously, everything that's happened within the last few years is 
is huge now. You see Wembley sold out for, for the uh, FA Cup final and that's something that probably people probably didn't think would ever happen. So it's only ever going to get better. And hopefully yeah, we can still kind of as a club be a part of that and keep fighting to get to get bigger. Uh, on a, sort of a different note now, you're ambassador for the Proud Royals. I've been mm-hmm. part of that group. Yeah. How, how proud are you to be that role for, for Reading? And what do you feel that can be done mm-hmm. in that to, to promote equality? I think obviously, yeah, it was an honour when I got asked to kind of be the person for that role um, for the club. Uh, it was an amazing feeling and I, I was really proud to do it. And I think it just means that everyone kind of feels comfortable within themselves. There's communities that can help, like in terms of me personally, I would always be someone that if anyone needed, I'm always there. I just think, yeah, it needs to be normalised. And I think obviously with with the Proud Royals, I think that just emphasises how we're trying to work on it as a club and kind of make everyone feel a part of it. And like, I know in the men's game, there still feels that big stigma, isn't it, around, you know, somebody's sexuality. And in 2023, yeah. it doesn't, it, it shouldn't matter. But what, no. what do you think could be, what do you think needs to change in the men's game to, to improve I think, that? Yeah. Uh, role model, having role models and men's players at men's clubs can... Obviously, they have a massive platform to do a lot, which I think they do. And it's tough for the men's game because obviously the fans and kind of sometimes how how volatile games can be and players not feeling comfortable um, to kind of show their true selves just in case of any repercussions. But I think, yeah, men's players and stuff, obviously having a voice, having such a big voice um, could really probably help a lot of a lot of players feel a lot more comfortable. But yeah, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and same same around around mental health in football. It's something I'm passionate about. And how yeah. as players do you get supported with that? You know, and for your your own personal lives, but also as players, you know, under pressure mm-hmm. as part of a team. Uh, there's always support systems at clubs. You have chaplains, you have psychologists that you can speak to. You have uh, people along that, and there's obviously you have friends at the club that you've probably known for years that you can always rely on. Um, I know I've had that at Reading for a long time. So, yeah, and obviously there's, there's things outside of football um, that you can go to and things. So, yeah, it's kind of just making sure you're keeping on top of stuff and when you do feel the pressure and you do feel like something isn't quite right or something's not working for you, yeah. it's important to make sure you speak out about that because, again, are, we know there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, and Lily... Um, you're still only 22, um, yeah. but you've been been playing in the WSL for for a long time already. Yeah. So, including you had a season at, at Bristol City before you joined Reading, that was in the WSL. Yeah. So, altogether, in, including Reading, you've had um, five WSL seasons as well mm-hmm. as a season on loan at Charlton, which was in the yeah. Championship. Yeah. Um, what's it been like for you personally? Your your own sort of personal journey from wanting to be a, a footballer to actually getting to already, you, you know, you're only 22. I can't even remember back to when I was <laughs> so long ago. But you, you've been, you, you know, you're an established player now. Um, but what's that journey been like for you personally to to sort of um, firstly at Bristol City and then to come to Reading and, you know, become an established player? Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it sort of dream come true stuff for you? Yeah, for sure. I think, obviously, 
the season I was at Bristol, I think, was the first time in the, in my personal life that I thought, wow, this is something that I could probably do and this is something I really want to achieve because you see that they do it every day and it's kind of their lifestyle. And I was like, wow. At that age, I was like, that's amazing. Um, so the journey's been, it's been fun. It's obviously been tough at times with injuries and kind of spells out on the bench and just working my way into the team, um, which I've managed to do, which I'm grateful for. Um, so yeah, hopefully I've got a few more seasons in me. Got a while yet, but no, it's been enjoyable for sure. Um, and obviously Wales as well. You've you've represented Wales and uh, you, you've scored for Wales, haven't you? Um, against the Faroe Islands three years yeah. ago. You know, what was it like to um, firstly represent your country and? You know, what are your memories of, of that goal that you scored? Oh, I think I think if you ask anyone that, that is Welsh or plays for Wales, um, we love our country. And every time I put on that shirt, it's it's the same feeling of, I can't believe I'm here and it's it's an honour. Um, so, yeah, to score on my debut as well, a header of all, of all goals to score was, yeah, it was an incredible feeling. And being around players that I've probably looked up to for a long time in my career, um, being on the pitch and them celebrating with me was yeah, just incredible. And playing for your country, playing in, in the WSL, do, do you feel like um, a pioneer and ambassador for women's football? Do you feel like, you know, when you were hoping mm. that you were going to become um, a, a player, um, do you feel like you're now in a position where you can help inspire young girls that, that they can achieve this as well? Yeah, 100%. I think if you look now, we're on telly a lot more. I think there's a lot, more role models not just myself but you look at the big clubs and kind of how many role models people have now that are amazing um to look up to so I think yeah it's a big part for us who are in the game to ensure that that keeps going and people still and girls still want to play football because if we can do it so can you kind of thing so yeah I think it's yeah it's pivotal for us to kind of to make sure that we we do that when we're playing as well uh Johnny gonna bring you back in now Billy, it's all about heroes. Who were your footballing heroes growing up? Who did you did you be left back, or did you think, oh, I want to be a striker, or or is it kind of a? Yeah, well, I did start as as a left winger um, back in Wales, so I've kind of come back to defence over the years. Um, But no, I think. Sorry, dog's kicking off. Stop it. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so I just think. For me, like, yeah, being within the game and stuff is is incredible. So my heroes when I was growing up was Messi. So I didn't really watch women's football and stuff at the time. It wasn't really on. So Messi. And then when I did eventually get into women's football, Farrah Williams was was yeah. a part of, of Reading when I first joined. And she was someone that I looked up to. She would uh, even achieve and after everything she achieved at that point in her career, she'd always stay out for extras um, and kind of always look to learn do everything that she could and she's an incredible footballer and and as a person she she helped me too so yeah I, yeah look up to her a lot and playing wise uh you've come across some some, some top players who yeah. you, who's your hardest opponent that you've you faced would you say god do you know what it changes every season um I'd say for a long time um who would I say Chloe Kelly's been someone that's, obviously, as a winger, she's an out-and-out winger and it is amazing. So to play against her and try and stop her from putting in putting in crosses has been tough over the years. But, yeah, um, there's there's a lot of players that I think have been 
um, amazing to try and play against. I think that's something for defenders that we always look to do is kind of they're enjoyable games because it's against someone that is is a is really good and you've got to up your own game to match theirs. So yeah, there's there's loads. I actually can can tell you how many. <laughs> and like, do you have ambitions yourself to become like captain? Do you see yourself as a future? I know you're very you know young yeah. in the game, but do you see yourself yeah. as a future leader? Uh, like I am. I'm still very young, and there's still things that in my game I need to improve. I think. Yeah, I would love to be. I would love to be a captain. Um, I think it's something that is a really important job, um, and I think you've got to be a certain type of person to do that. Which I'm, I'm trying to learn and look up to other captains I've had and what they do, and kind of, yeah, there's still things I definitely need to get better at to to be that person. But yeah, it's something I'd love to be able to do one day. And over the last few years, what what would you say be the the one thing that's changed in the game um, that's made it this improved the quality. I think just the investment and kind of the back end that we've had um, as a sport has obviously grown massively over the last few years. We've got people at the back of us now that probably wouldn't have in the past. And yeah, I think investment, the the deals with Sky, um, and just kind of having more attention on in terms of media where you can kind of get to know players and see the background and see like how things work and how things run. Um, so yeah, I think that's been a really big, big help as well. And around your teammates, if, you know, who who is the the joker in the team? The, I don't know, you don't get any trouble, but like, no, <laughs> yeah, we, like, you know, guys, the, the leaders of the change room, the jokers, the quiet ones. Yeah, well, we've got an array. We have got an array. Um, I think the group gets on really well. So obviously, as a team, you always have different people. I think people would agree. Grace Maloney, the keeper, is a joker. Uh, she's one of my closest friends. So. Yeah. Yeah, she's been there the whole time I have. And yeah, she she's a she's very funny. Um there's a few. Mitch and Rachel, Rachel Rowe, Gemma Evans, and then obviously there's there's quite a lot of people within the dressing room. Um so yeah, um Amalia Eichland's another funny one. She's she just does things that you don't even think are funny, but she just makes you laugh. Um so yeah, there's there's a few, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's a very positive change room and, and positive yeah. team and and you know it's the, was it the crowd of the Tottenham's crowd is I don't know what the stadium holds there but that's going to be an exciting day isn't it but regardless of what it means but to play at that ground yeah it's incredible I think obviously being able to play at men's grounds when when you get the opportunity is always an amazing feeling it's like carpet it's just it's yeah. incredible yeah hopefully there's a lot of fans there um hopefully we get a lot of fans too and kind of yeah, look, it's our biggest game on a big stage, so it makes sense, really. Yeah. And, and Lily, I'll go on, Johnny. No, 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 back to you, Mark. Sorry. All right, uh, Lily. I just wanted to ask you. You mentioned Farah, and um, huh. just just wondered, um, you know, which other players that you've looked up to um, that have, you know, played for Reading because Reading have, have had a great run of um, success in the WSL. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to like the other, the big clubs in the men's game, they're now mm-hmm. catching up. Man United, you know, mm. got a chance of, of winning the league this season. Yeah. But we, Reading, Reading have been kind of ahead of a lot of those clubs like Liverpool and, and so on. Um, so who who are the other players that have um, represented Reading that, that you've looked up to? Uh, there's been, I'd say 
Brooke Chaplin is another one. Um, the way she kind of was so professional in terms of eating, sleeping, recovery, how she trained and played. Um, she was another one for me that I kind of looked to and thought, okay, that's what I need to be probably doing to make sure I'm ready um, for games and stuff. Um, I've also obviously had my best friend, uh, Charlie Escort, used to be there. And I think she helped me in terms of she was very professional, a few years older than me, and she'd achieved a lot. So I was always bounced off her, like, oh, should I do this? And she helped me through some really hard times within my career at the time. Um, so, yeah, having her there as well was was also a massive help for me. And i got one final question for you, Lily. What would you say inspires you as a player and also as a person? I think uh, for me, a lot of it is is my mum. I think I owe a lot to her and kind of she inspires me every day um, to kind of be the best, always work hard. You can never give up. And I think the time she gave up for me to be where I am, um, I've only got to owe it back to her now. So, yeah, she always wants me to do the best that I can. Um, and yeah, as a player, look, I want to be one of the best. And that's always been a dream. And that's always going to be my aim. Um, is to get as far as I possibly can within the game. Um, so, yeah, I'd say both of them. Yeah, well, Lily, we we want to um, wish you all the best for the weekend and, and the rest of the season, the final game against Chelsea as well. And and just, just wish you well in the in the rest of your career. You, you're an established player already, despite being only, only 22. <laughs> so, uh, you know, congratulations <laughs> for, for your career so far. And... Um, you know, wish you well and we'll keep our fingers crossed that you can uh, play a part in helping to keep Reading up. Um, yeah. It's a tough one, but you, you're mm-hmm. still in, in the fight. So wish you well with that. And just want to say um, thanks ever so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Thank, Thank you so much, Lily. And I'm just going to finish off uh, our guest coming up tomorrow. We've got former Reading defender Linvoy Primus. Then on Saturday... Former Reading midfielder John Halls. And then on Tuesday, we've got former Reading winger Glenn Little. Um, but for now, thanks ever so much to, to Lily. And um, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.